This is Pants in the Boot, a show that posits English is a consensual hallucination and some of us are losing the spell. I'm Glenn Fleischman, your host in Seattle, Washington. Joining me on this episode are Kathy Campbell, who is in the great state of Oregon. Alice Frazier, currently at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival from Australia, however. Chris Finn, who is near Dundee in the lovely city of Broughty Ferry. And James Thompson in Scotland, in the city of Glasgow. Hello, everyone. We are going to swear like drunken sailors who have been drugged with by other drunken sailors and talk about obscenity. It's a difficult topic for me as an American because I get easily embarrassed. So I perhaps may, <laughs> but but this is why Hold we have ring. Not all Americans get embarrassed with swear words. It's I just true. need to put that out there. I'm it's feeling true. very offended right now. Oh, I'm sorry, and I didn't. I didn't even say anything obscene. Uh, this is why we have two Scots and Australian <laughs> on this episode is to help us break through the wall. So, um, Alice, perhaps you'd like to get us started because uh, I understand in Australia uh, there are words said as people walk down the street by children and people of all ages that might be uh, slightly surprising to the average American. Oh, well, yes, absolutely. I mean, I'm, as an Australian, uh, shocked when people are shocked by my language. Um, and I, I'm quite a clean-spoken Australian. Uh, <laughs> if, I, if I don't use the C word in Australia, people get offended. So we have, you know, even just kind of as a base level, people will call politicians wankers. If you read the Australian Hansard, which is the direct transcription of our parliamentary debates and conversations, there are so many swear words, you know. People in the early 1900s were calling each other sheep-stealing bastards and, uh, you know, telling each other that they're piss-farting around or, you know, going <laughs> arse over tit or calling each other whatever it happens to be. Like, we, are, we, we use all of the language available to us. Oh, that's great. Right. So it's like you're eating every part of the pig. You're, you're using all yeah. all of the great expressive ability of English. Absolutely. You know, someone isn't running down the street. They're piss bolting down the street. Someone isn't uh, height challenged. They're a short ass. Yeah. And we have sort of creative, uh, creative swears as well. Uh, like a bush pig's ass is an insult if, someone's, if you think somebody is ugly or if someone gets annoyed, you're cracking the shits. Yeah, I'm. I'm just applauding and nodding. Yep, this is, on your side. <laughs> this, is, this is all good because in America yeah, we have muscular, they're uh, built like a brick shit house. Yeah, because in America we have you know it's the you know we can say fuck and shit and and things like that and people and people do we say but like motherfucker is kind of the I don't know that's like the that's yours you can have that yeah okay. it, but it's like the most severe thing you can say and if you say I can see I can I only say the c word I'm already blushing like that is a word that is beyond the pale you know and it's partly I think it'd be different cultural associations but it is like if somebody says the c like I said I can't even I can't even say it it's um, okay yes. we I, I'll just break the ice okay here, right so. I think in the UK, cunt is about class. Mm -hmm. And I think in the US, yeah. it's about misogyny. Yes. yes absolutely. And, uh, it's a contextual usage. It is not a word that I'm comfortable using around Americans because I know how loaded it is. And it's uh, in the UK, there's a history of people using it as a sort of to demonstrate that they are lower class. As a, like, I'm not one of those toffs kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I think in that usage is entirely acceptable. But as a sort of gendered misogynistic slur, there's a great, there's obviously a huge problem about it. 
Uh, it's still it's still the top swear. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like it. Swear number uno. In Australia, it isn't though. In Australia, calling someone a good cunt or he's a great cunt is a is a compliment. That's a friendly thing. That's a way of showing affection, and there's not definitely... that loaded punch to it. Whereas calling someone a dead shit is a real insult. Oh, oh, interesting. I would definitely say that in, in that same thing exists in Scotland as well, and 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 cunt will be a, a synonym for person or people, and it's like, oh, I can't find any cunt in the pub or something. It, it, it is used absolutely as part of a natural language flow, but that's, as James says, that's very much uh, a class-constrained thing, whereas I think if you, if you think there's a broadcast media, for example, I think in Australia you'd still agree, but tell me if I'm wrong, that in, uh, if somebody was to swear on TV, then cunt would probably still be you know, the, the worst one they could do. No? I think it would depend on the accent that they were using. Oh. Sort of more, the more rural you are, the less people would blink at it. But if if you're sort of a, a politician, perhaps, or if you're somebody who's well spoken, otherwise, uh, then it might sound a little artificial in your in your mouth. I think probably people would be more offended by fuck in in on television. Uh, cunt would be more natural language, I think. But certainly we use fuck as punctuation. Ah, fucking, yeah, whatever, mate. And then you have America where you get one single fuck for a movie or it changes its rating. There's still That, that still exists in, in, in the UK. We, we have, um, there are the BBC broadcast standards that say, you, you know, you're allowed one fuck is equal to six bloodies or something. <laughs> so so I, I actually <laughs> looked up the British Board of Film Classification rules on language. Uh, just, just to see what you could get away with. Um, so, U rating, infrequent use only of very mild bad language. PG, mild bad language only. A 12 uh, or 12A, moderate language is allowed. The use of strong language, for example, fuck, must be infrequent. Oh my goodness. Uh, for a 15, it says there may be frequent use of strong language, for example, fuck. The strongest terms, for example, cunt, may be acceptable if justified by the context. Aggressive or repeated use of the strong with strongest language is unlikely to be acceptable. And the, the cutoff seems to be about four. There's a, 18 films, no constraints whatsoever on language. Hey. There's some good letters between Edgar Wright, who directed mm. uh, like Shaun of the Dead and films like that, between him and the BBFC about the use there. Uh, uses of the word cunt and the, there's a there's a very lovely back and forward between the the sort of censors and him on what is acceptable and they they say it's it's contextual and it's like you know uh, the Shaun of the dead had a good example of the of the class stuff in that uh simon Pegg's character is talking about his friend and who and his friends are all very sort of posh and he's trying to sort of uh you know big up his friend a bit and uh, Nick Frost's character walks in and his first line is, can I get any of you cunts a drink? <laughs> Implying his lower class status, but he's using it as a sort of term of endearment. And it, I think it, it is the, I think to American ears, I think it's quite, I think it probably lands a lot harder than it does over mm. here, particularly yeah. in Scotland. Um some great examples uh, in, in, in Scottish sort of media, like Peter Capaldi's role as Malcolm oh. Tucker uh, in The Thick of It. Uh, and uh, another one, uh, Robert Carlyle as Begbie in Trainspotting. Uh, 
those two, they will frequently use that word. Uh, and it's just sort of masterclasses and swearing, I think, in both of those. Yeah, in Australia, there was a, a court case about the use of, of, of fuck in uh, addressing a police officer. Mm. And uh, the, the judge ruled that it wasn't, um, that it wasn't uh, obscenity in the context that it was used. I had to look up um, uh, Tucker's Law. I wanted to quote it uh, um, from the character Malcolm Tucker. I wanted to quote it, but I didn't want to misquote uh, Amanda Unich's writing. Tucker's Law is, if some cunt can fuck something up, that cunt will pick the worst possible time to fucking fuck up because that cunt's a cunt. And it's just magnificent. It's glorious. So beautifully done. To have Peter Capaldi go on to play Doctor Who, the most sort of child-friendly PG. Ah, oh, it's wonderful. Michelle Gomez has done mm. a stand-up set about the use of the word cunt as well, and it's worth looking looking that up. She also going on to be in Doctor Who. Can I introduce you to uh, an interesting thing as well, which is, uh, again, um, going back to Cathy's thing about the inventiveness of swearing, and I, and I, I am 100% behind your thing, Cathy, of you know, using the full might and majesty of the language and not ring fencing bits of it that you can't use appropriately of course and respectfully and making sure you're not going out of your way to offend somebody but in scotland as well if you look on if you spend some time on one of the best places on the internet which is the scottish people twitter subreddit Ooh. on reddit and um, you will find some magnificent swearing traditional you know accepted swearing but there's there's this thing that happens in scotland and i sort of observe it anthropologically of people just inventing swear words that are not oh, actually yes. swear words so somebody will call you a fucking weapon or <laughs> your fucking moon fruit your fucking space slice. And I just love these. They're magnificent. And quite often it's at the end. It's just a little punctuation point at the end of a, of a tirade about somebody being a cunt. And there's just these little two syllables. They always follow that same pattern. Weapon, space slice, moon fruit. They follow that same pattern. And it, it, they just kill me. But we're in a, a, a wonderful age of insult because, and obscenity, because as I see it, a lot of it's reserved, the worst is reserved for the worst politicians who may have ever lived, like Boris Johnson, Jason Breeg Mogg, uh, folks like that. And I can't even put Theresa May into that category, but it's especially male. And people will go off on them and they come up with these cascades of remarkable sequences of never before heard agglomerations of insults and they're perfect because these typically men are so despicable in their politics that you have to or donald trump when he visits scotland for instance that you have to come up with a new form of obscenity to address how awful they are or you can't just go classic you know janine oh what's her name janine godley i've got yes. her name wrong comedian um just jane thank you janie godley just held up this just the sign that said trump is a cunt and you know what? The good, or, the good old or, stuff. Or your ma, your ma was an immigrant. <laughs> just, just beautiful. I mean, I think that the the, I, the thing I have a problem with, uh, like, I definitely have a problem with gendered misogynistic swearing, and it's quite clear that that is the root of the word. Yes. And those yeah, people yeah. will say, "Oh no, well, it doesn't mean that." You know, that's not where it. That's or they'll say well, you've got cock and dick as well, but those, yeah, those don't have the same. They don't same have the same impact. Negative and, connotations. And to have like your top level swear to be effectively a misogynistic slur is a problem. Um, having said that, you know, it is like when you are swearing, you know, you need these levels. And it's like, you know, I'll use fuck when I'm 
annoyed, but not like at the the point of you know incandescence. And you know, it, using it also against a person feels different to just using it yes. as a general word. You know, absolutely. If I, and especially calling a woman a cunt. There's a there's a level that I would hesitate on that. Well, similar to you know one of the, one of the other highly gendered uh, swears is bitch. Yes. And if you see, especially if, if the inverse is true, if you see that man, oh, he's been such a little bitch. You you're suddenly doing some appalling gendering in in what you're talking about there because you're saying he's not a man. He's 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 yes. he's exhibiting the the worst possible characteristics in the world, and those are the characteristics of a woman. It's yeah, just- uh, twat is another one which is used yeah. like that is a, a very mild level swear and will be used. That's a sort of daytime television level swear. <laughs> but can I ask? Can I ask Kathy and Glenn on on twat, which Americans I've heard pronouncing as twat. T-W-O-T rather than T-W-A-T. But um, it seems to me that that's a reasonably recent um, uh, acquisition. You've, you've just taken twat reasonably recently. I, Does that seem fair? Yeah, I feel kid. like we kind of wanted to be cool, like you across the ponders and pull, like, oh, we like the sound of twat, so let's like steal it for our own usage. I think the usage has increased, but I remember hearing it as a, as a kid and it, it's, um, it's somewhere at cunt level in the U S which is, uh, you would never, I don't think I've ever heard anyone speak it aloud in the United States. And I've heard plenty of other, other things. I, I actually was at, wanted to ask about, um, kind of relative levels too. What on the, on the other side. So I have two children who are now 12 and about turning 15 tomorrow. You know, I'm watching them grow up and I have this idea about obscenity that uh, obscenity is, you know, this is like a pun. It's a bomb that explodes in the mind of the other person. So it depends. The severity of that explosion is, is based on that person's reception of it. I know language is like that in general, but obscenities and puns in particular. And, uh, but, but so my kids will be like, I'll be like, look, I don't care if you say, you know, shit or whatever among your idiot friends or non-idiot friends, you can do whatever you want. I want you to be contextually appropriate. So if you're sitting on a bus, I don't want you to be swearing up a, I want you to be able to control that and turn the dial up and down because of course your mother and I swear like sailors when you're asleep, but when you're awake, there's sort of a sense of propriety. It's the, the idea of upsetting other people. And I don't know the idea that Americans would be worried about upsetting other people I know is a hilarious idea, but it is that sense of like, what is appropriate in a public, uh, in a public forum where you're around other people or in a, in a, classroom or in other settings and i wonder do you have like you know we the words like bloody and shag and there's things that we think are hilarious terms that are non-us and we have you know crap there are americans who get super offended by the word screwed like they don't think of it as an obscenity but they think of it as very disgusting like like vulgar yeah yeah that's it so so do you all have in australia and scotland do you have these like does that layering still what what do you protect children against, or do you feel like that even exists at the same level of sensibility? I, I mean, I wouldn't. I would say, you know, there's probably a certain level of protection, but you know, you know, kids can hear pretty much anything on the internet these days, and they will. He- the playgrounds will be full of swearing yeah. anyway. anyway. Well, well, also the words themselves are not. They're not anything. 
Mm-hmm. And it's only in the knowledge of them. I think the reason to protect, quote unquote, children from swearing is so that they can enjoy it later in life. <laughs> <laughs> well, to give the, the words some weight. Yes. If you grow up in a sweary household, you don't have the pleasure of saying something that is a little transgressive. Uh, uh. But e- equally, you know, there are swear words in some languages that are not swear words in other languages. In Australia, for example, there is a mildly sort of rough word for uh, people of Italian or Middle Eastern mm. or Greek descent and that, uh, or, you know, even sort of Romanians are sort of a non-specific uh, sort of olive skin tone word and that is wog, mm-hmm. uh, which in the UK is a stabbing no. word. It is oh, the... No. Wow. Is, Holy yeah. cow. It is complete. It's the, it's the UK version of the N-word. And as an Australian, oh. I grew up in the playground. You know, there is a classic show on television that tours regularly called Wog Boys. It's a, it's not a, it's not an insult. Yeah. It's, it's a descriptor. It's not a, you know, some people find it a bit rough, but it's not a, it's nowhere near what it means in the UK. So swear words are not inherently anything. It's just the weight we give to them. Well, and along those same lines, like, so my daughter is ten, and when she was younger, we would get the dirtiest looks if we said the word stupid Mm, to the point where she's like, mom, you can't say that. And we had to sit down and have a conversation that a situation could be stupid, but don't call a person stupid. And this was when she was like five or six. And so over the years, we've kind of had to guide her into, you know, yes, if you're really frustrated, you mom will say fuck and that's okay, but I'm not going to call somebody a fucker or motherfucker or anything like that necessarily because that is almost crossing a line in our household that is not quite an acceptable mm. situation. It's stupid's really interesting and it, it brings me to thinking about the one thing I'm not good at just now is moving from my Lexus words like crazy and mad mm. and you know things like yes. that that are i mean these aren't nobody considers these swear words nobody considers those kind of things swear words but but this is very ableist language and i and i want to try and get rid of it from my from my language but it's it's quite hard because it doesn't trigger those same warning signals that i'm using a swear yeah i've been starting to say wild instead yeah yeah i mean i i try to do it too and it but it is something that you know, in the heat of the moment, I will use language like that because I've used it, you know, for f- all your life, all my life. And it, unlearning those things is difficult. But I agree with you that that is one of those things. But then, you know, there is an argument to be made for not using a word like cunt uh, and for for yes. similar reasons. I have a song that's called The Cunt Song that is not about sex or vaginas, in fact, Uh but the American comments underneath that particular YouTube video are so shocked that they cannot even engage with the content of the song because it's just such an off-limit word. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas for me, it's not an off-limit word, it's just a word. Words that are that I would find offensive or upsetting would be slurs, right. descriptors of people, uh, classifications of people that would I would find that distasteful or offensive because I know they can be wounding. I don't think of cunt as a wounding word. It's a it's a naughty word. It's a dirty word. It's like like a bottom, you know, it's not <laughs> inherently degrading. Yeah. 
And I've heard sort of feminist arguments on both sides of, you know, this is a word that should never be used and this is a word that should always be used. And, you know, as a man, I'm not going to be the person who says what is acceptable or not in that situation. As a woman, it, I it's, am. It's, <laughs> I'll say, too, this is one of the great transitions in my life is uh, I, when I was younger, I did a lot of theater. And so I was around uh, LGBTQ people all the time. And uh, and I'm, I'm cis and straight. And so I, you know, understand my relationship to that. But uh, like the words faggot and queer developing into terms that were not only used within a community, but like queer, particularly now being an acceptable term outside of the community, the, the reclaiming of that. And I wonder like, will cunt go through that revolution too, because reclaiming it gives it, it's, you know, it takes power away from the patriarchy. It gives it to the people to whom the word belongs to. And then it becomes, it can become privileged. Like, you know, like the N word, you can't use it outside a community because it's not your word and it has, you know, the power of a nuclear weapon. Uh, but, but queer is now used, I mean, at least in, in my town of Seattle, queer is used freely. We talk about the queer community. It's acceptable. No one will look at you funny at a certain age. Maybe older people or gay would, but younger people are like, that's part of a continuum of words that's now acceptable. And, and I wonder if yeah. that will transition. In the opposite direction with, you know, many of the words for the trans community, mm-hmm. which were traditionally used by the trans community or just comfortable descriptors of a type of person that have become slurs. Right, right. Yeah, and I, I think all this stuff is very locale-specific. And as you said about the comments uh, under your video, I, I was reading an article. There was a, an article called How to Confuse an American, the Politics of the C-Word by Ali Fogg, uh, uh-huh. who's, I think, a Guardian contributor. And the comments under that were, you know, nuclear. And it's, you know, I'm not, the thing is with with, uh, offensiveness, it's like, well, I think A, offensiveness has a place, especially when you're punching upwards. And, you know, as Glenn mentioned with, you know, politics and things like that, I think it's highly appropriate to use language like that. But I'm also not going to tell somebody, oh, you have no right to be offended about this because, you know, I use this language all the time. And, you know, you know, my wife uses this language all the time. And it's difficult because, you because you know, on the one hand, it's like I don't want to tell people whether they should or should not be offended by something. Uh, on the other hand, I don't want you telling me what's offensive or not because it's offensive, you know, in your part of the world. Yeah, I find it offensive when people are offended by the word cunt because I think it should have the same weight as the word dick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I don't. uh, The idea that it's somehow sort of sacredly dirty or uh, horrifyingly profane uh, is upsetting to me. Well, obscenity is all about controlling what other people say. I mean, I think that's the power of it. It's a societal pressure to keep people in check. So the more we push the definitions of it, the more we push outward or, or appropriate words, then the less society can actually tell us what to do conceivably. Oh, my God, it's all falling apart. Soon chickens will be raining from the sky. And, uh, well, well, thank you, you lovely bunch of... <laughs> this was a great episode. Uh, this is Pants <laughs> the Boot. Thanks to Chris Breen for our theme music.